what's going on? It's Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom. On this episode, we hung out with Eli Hertz, actually the second time we've had Eli on this podcast. The first time was with his other project, which is called Courtship. We had Eli and Micah on for that episode, but this time we spoke with Eli all about his solo record. We were able to chat with Eli over Zoom video. Eli talks about where he was born and raised. We did a little recap, born in Portland, Oregon. Talks about how he got into music. We dive a little deeper into his backstory. And we hear all about his solo project and his debut solo album he just released, which is called Ouch, Eli Hurts. You can watch our interview with Eli on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing. If you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Eli Hertz. What's up, bro? What's up, Eli? How are you, man? See you, dude. We chatted about a year ago. I don't know if you remember. I remember we chatted. Was that a year ago? Yeah, I think it was almost a year ago now. It was in May. Wow. And you were making eggs. Do you remember that? Eggs? <laughs> yeah, you were making eggs. Are you in New Jersey? I forgot. No, I'm in Nashville now, but I when I talked to you last time, I was in San Diego. Oh, San Diego. Okay. Yeah, I moved to Nashville with an... Or maybe I was in Nashville. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, because I, I talked to you and Micah. And we we're talking about um, the Million Dollar Smoothie and when all that was coming out with Courtship. Oh, yes, the smoothie. Yeah. So yeah. how you been? I'm good. Dude, I love Nashville. It's great. I miss Nashville. I love it here. It's, it was the best move we ever made. Why did you move? Uh, just because it was the midst of the pandemic and... Um, Schools were open here. I got two kids and oh, we needed great. more space. And, you know, love San Diego. Spent my whole life there aside from about five years in San Francisco. But, um, yeah, it's just different. We love it. <laughs> it's great out here. That's great. How old are your kids? Uh, seven. One just turned seven on Sunday and the other one turned 15 last month. Amazing. Yeah, dude. Love it. 15 is so, yeah. a crazy age. Oh, it's you. Tell me about it. Especially nowadays with, with TikTok and the internet, oh. being able to, you know, video game with your friends uh, all across the, the country. It's, it's cool because he, he was missing some of his friends in San Diego, but he, he's able to like play with them online and stuff and chat with them and FaceTime and all that stuff. So it's cool. That's great. Yes, sir. So, um, well, we kind of got your story a bit in the, the first interview, but I'd love to kind of touch on it again. Thank you. Part two, and then obviously talk about your solo album, which is awesome and so different from what you do in courtship. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I love it. And I, and I want to talk to you about, you know, working um, with Matthew of Wombats and, you know, you, you had a lot of cool things on that on that EP or album, I should say. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. So um, I guess... We'll start off. I mean, just take me back to, I think it was what, 4.55 a.m. November 10th, 1994. Tell me about that, that moment in time. How'd you, did I post that somewhere? <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. You gave me the exact date and in, in, in time. It was funny. So I, I, I listened back a little bit to, to get a refresher. And that's really um, funny. I, so you probably, so you probably know that I, if you, you could probably go check my chart. I, I was looking, I was doing post star the other day because you need your, um, you know, I'm talking about your, your astrology. Oh, sure. I, I, cause you put your time in and then it shows you like your, you know, cause I'm a Scorpio cause I'm from no, in November, but then, you know, you have like all your, your rising and everything. Wait, what is this? Sorry, go back. Tell me, you were doing your what? Your chart, co-star. It's co-star. Oh, okay. I got to look this up. It's your astrology I'm... chart. It's a whole, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a thing. Okay. The whole thing. I, uh, yeah, but that is when you said the time that you're born, because you have to know when and where, because all about where the stars were when you were born. Interesting. I'll have to check that out, because I interviewed somebody that was uh way into numerology like they wrote a book on numerology but they're wow. also an artist and she sent me this book and i was like my mind was blown like it just uh that, that's the closest thing to like i was like damn like this could be totally real crazy it's as if if you feel it it's real what's I your know. what's your star sign what month were you born uh september so you're a virgo I'm the, it depends on the, and I'm born September 23rd. So oh, wow. if you, if you're looking at certain ones, certain charts, I'm either a Virgo or a Libra. I'm either day one of Libra or the last day of Virgo. Weird. Oh, interesting. Right. Depending on the chart, you're a cusp. You're a cusp, I'm a, babe. Yeah, I'm a cusp. But I was also almost born on September 22nd. I was born at 1212. Wow. Yeah. You're a real cusp, baby. Yeah, like right on the cusp, minutes away from a cusp. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm going to dive into this, this co-star astrology thing. So what, it gives you kind of like your life trajectory or? No, I think it's a system through which one might find it helpful to learn a bit about their, their nature. And it sort of might give you some like a little bit of structure to the things to be aware of, of strengths and potential weaknesses. Awesome. I'm going to check it out. I just typed it in. I found, uh, I found the website or whatever. Great. Co-star. Do it. Co-star. I'll um, start. I'm on that sorry, later, I, did, I digress. What was the, what was the question? I just was saying, take me back to that time. You know, like, cause we started about, you know, where you're born and raised are the questions, but since we already got that out of you, I wanted to just like quickly note the fact that I knew exactly what time you're born. <laughs> I think my dad, my dad definitely doesn't even know what time I was born. My mom probably doesn't remember. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You, 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 you were so, uh, so specific, even till the hospital, it was like legacy hospital or something. That's right. Legacy Emanuel. Wow. Very yeah. impressive. Um, but yeah, so um, I can't remember. Did you start off on piano? Like, how did you get into music? And do you come from a musical household? I don't know if I asked you that before. Um, not, not very music. My my mom plays a little bit of piano. My dad, my my dad's dad was was a piano player. Um, but I started on piano. But yeah, I was never good at at any instrument really. Sort of just like the sort of the basics. But I'm very grateful to my mom who forced me to forced me to learn learn piano. Yeah, when I was six. Okay, you're six. And then I, I think you said you played guitar a few years after that, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And you picked up, why did you pick up guitar? I think just it, every kid wants to play guitar. It like feels cool and exciting. Yeah. And I, remember that, I just had this weird memory. I remember that I, I used to think it was so cool that I would like, I would have this like baseball bat and I would like pretend that it was a guitar and like in the mirror, like play the baseball bat like a guitar. That's awesome. Where to you Avril, to Avril Lavigne? 
Oh, was it Avril Lavigne? I remember you telling me your first show was, I think, it was Green Day. Avril was my first show. Oh, it was. Okay. I lied. I you lied. When did you see Avril? When I was 10 or 11. Okay. I'm, were you just a big fan of hers? I mean, she was awesome. I yeah, still I is awesome. Loved. loved. You saw her in Portland? I saw her in Portland, yeah, at the Rose Garden. That's awesome. Yeah, you told me that I think Green Day, you saw Green Day and you waited outside for like 16 hours. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did do that. That was a little bit later. Okay. So Avril is the first show, but but it's similar vein, I guess, of music, right? More of that pop punk. And that's kind of what you bring out in this new album, which I think is awesome. Yeah, very much. So is that something you've always still kind of been a fan of? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like so much of the music I grew up on was a lot of that stuff and Blink and Green Day and My Chem and Mm -hmm. Weezer for sure. So yeah. Yeah, you can drop my chem in the first song on that album. That's right. I said, <laughs> we, we, we ref, we ref the my chem. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so you learn guitar, and did you play? You played in some bands, right, in high school or prior to high school? Yeah, I did. We uh, we had some good names. We had um, we first had the Squirt Bottles. Oh, that's a good one. one. And then we had um, and then we had. Wait, what was after that? Oh, there's one I'm not forgetting. Oh, Blind Einstein. <laughs> and then we had Meet Your Monster. And then we had Super Highway. And then we had, uh, I don't remember what was after that. Maybe that was it. Those might have been the high school bands. Oh, the Ecstatics. Oh, that's a good one too. Ecstatics. Yeah. Sounds like a punk band from like the 80s. It sounds very like like ska. Right. Oh, yeah. Or ska. Uh, were they all like did you have different members throughout the years or was it yeah there was like some friends that like sort of stayed the same throughout it and then some were different but yeah and then you uh you went to uh some summer camp for berkeley too i did i did go to the berkeley summer camp well wait well how old are you at that point were you like getting ready to go to college no i was when i went to the berkeley summer camp i was 15 okay yeah. And what, what brought you or like what drew you to that or how did you find out about it? Um, I think that I had known about Berkeley as a school and then I don't know. I don't remember specifically how I learned about it, but it sounded really cool. And it was like, you know, it was like my first like being away from home alone for like an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So, like, live in dorms in Boston when you're 15. It was fun. How long is that camp usually? It was like five. It, called, it, it was called the five weeks. So it's yeah, it's five weeks. Wow. So you're at a you're you're in Boston for over a month yeah. doing this camp. It was fun. It was really fun. I remember that was the first time where I realized like, whoa, like 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 as a musician, like I'm not very good. <laughs> oh, really? Just being around other kids from Yeah, because it was like shredder, like kids were so good, like like insane at their instrument, like insane guitar players, insane drummers. Yeah. You go there to play guitar, or were you writing songs at that point? Singing or something? I don't remember. Okay. Were you writing songs though with these other bands you ran? Yeah. These? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Okay. And then yeah. so you go to this camp, and then did you not end up go? You you didn't end up going to Berkeley. Was it no. just something that you were uninterested after the after the fact? Um, I think I thought about it. Yeah, for whatever reason, it just didn't. I just didn't. College just didn't really make sense for me mm-hmm. or you to just, me at that time. Did you just know you wanted to do music at that point? Yeah, I think that's true. Okay. 
And then how did you kind of start off? I mean, to go from Portland to, you know, LA or you, I think you said you had, you took some trips down there uh, prior to like fully moving there. Was that like around the same time period, like high school time? Yeah. The first one I did is actually, it's funny. This producer was at that five week thing who gave like a talk. And then I interned for him for like a few weeks, but it was like, it was like a, it wasn't a, it was, you know, it was a, it was a useful experience in that I learned a lot about certain things, but it wasn't something that made sense to keep doing. So that was quick. And that was when I was 16. And then were you learning how to produce for other artists. Like, like, like what were you learning? And I think I was learning how to, uh, how to uh, vacuum floors. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, it was good in its own way. And uh, then, um, uh, then I came back again for like a small period of time when I was like 18. And then I moved with my girlfriend at the time when I was 20. Okay. And you met Tim Pagnana in that time period too, right? Tim time, was actually what? the, Tim was the first, that first time when I was 16. Was he, wasn't the producer that spoke to you, no, was he? No, okay. No, no, no. no, Tim's great. Oh dude. Legend. I mean, Sugar Cult the, it, it was one of my bands I love to go see. And oh, then that's obviously cool, then he started amazing. producing and then, I didn't know he was a producer until uh, Neon Trees came out. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, damn, this is the same dude. And like, yeah, oh, and man. they were massive, obviously. And then he's done so many massive projects since then. Yeah. Um, so you met him on that first trip down there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, th- so my friend, my friend who was uh, who was in my band at that time met Tim at an airport. Oh, wow. Was- and then Tim was like, you guys should come to buy the studio. So we did. Yeah, damn, he's that he was that cool. They were just like cruise yeah. on by. He was super cool. Oh wow. Yeah. And then did you what show him the songs that you guys are working on? Yeah. Yeah. And he was basically like, he was so helpful. I'm so grateful to him. He was like, he was he's he was so perfect in the way that he basically said, like, keep going, but like, but like you suck. <laughs> but was he like you guys have potential to, and you should continue going no he was just encouraging i think he was just like you need to like really like work on stuff and like i even remember him like sitting down like sort of showing us like the song could go like this I was like what like he was like just showing us that like like what it meant to like to like um go go deeply and like and like ex- and like make something the best it can be mm-hmm. it like really like it like really like changed my life wow and were you guys writing songs like more like that pop punk uh genre no i think at that time we were very into like um like our favorite band in the world was the wombats oh no way how crazy now yeah. you've got them on your record like favorite in the world like obsessed with have i told you the wow. wombats story? the wombats no story. basically that was like this that was right on the same time that wombats played in portland and we um we hid i can't remember how i oh there's some sort of way i, I sh- whatever and we ended up in in the basement of the venue it was a 21 plus show so we couldn't go to the show okay but we ended up in the basement of the venue talking to the opening band and they let us hide down in the basement with them and then like snuck us up to uh snuck us up to see the wombats no way yeah and what album was it do you remember yeah they just put out the second one glitch okay the one with uh the one with let's good let's dance to joy division on it no that's the first one the second oh, one is the, the second one is um techno fan oh okay and okay. like uh tokyo and those songs okay 
and I mean, we like, we like, we like, love, like, it's not like we like, oh, we like this band. Like, we like, loved, like, loved them, like, obsessed, like, truly obsessed, number one band of the time. That's crazy. So, yeah, then you, really, you ended wild. up meeting him, like, at that moment, or like, um, okay. I, it's funny, I didn't meet Murph, I met the other guys. Okay. And yeah. the, he must know the story. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, he knows. Yeah. That's wild, man. That's so, like, I know, it's you, so awesome. That is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one, I was a huge Rancid fan. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember I was in Dallas. My cousin, we, we went to Warp Tour and uh, she was like mingling with some dude at like a merch table or something. So they let us go to the little barbecue thing that they, you know, she got us into this barbecue thing. Was Tim back there? Oh, yeah. It was when Rancid played Warp Tour. This had to be, I don't know, 99 or something around that time. And he's cruising around on this little like 50 motorcycle thing. And he's like, and I'm like, oh my God, that's, you know, Tim Armstrong. And he rolls up and my cousin kind of waves him down and, uh, and he just stopped. He was talking to me and my, my best friend, his band was on their first tour. And it was like, I had the old Nokia cell phone and I'm like, would you like talk to my buddy and just say hi to him? And he's like, sure. So I called him and my friend's like, hello. And I'm like, I got somebody to talk to you. And then he grabs the phone. And he's like, what's up? It's Tim Armstrong from Rancid here. <laughs> and just blew my friend's mind was blown. I was, I still have the warp tour ticket and he signed his name with like, That's so sick. Yeah, dude, it was insane. But I hear uh, he's that, a great, I hear he's an awesome guy. Yeah. That was the, that was the only brief moment I ever had with him. But, That's um, so cool. but it's crazy. It just reminds me of like, you know, I, I was obsessed with them and you were obsessed with the Wombats, and then having that experience to be downstairs and then, go up and you know yeah, meet so him cool. or whatever so fucking cool that's so rad that's so awesome so at that moment you must have been like oh shit like i really want to do this music thing yeah for sure okay. i think that i think that, i mean i think I, I think i'd felt that way since i was like 14 mm-hmm. but i think that it was meeting tim and like that moment that really made me like all right like am i gonna because basically then i went and wrote songs in my mom's and dad's basement for a year after that okay and then you took him down to LA at the time or like what made you decide to go to LA? It was just like, this is where it's happening. Um, I can't remember why we were totally there. Why did we, why were we there? We, oh, we did some sessions there. For whatever reason, we ended up like getting a house there for like four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe then it was after that. Then we came back and then I wrote songs again in the basement for a year. I can't remember. Sometimes I think I have like, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so it, it, yeah I, I understand i don't remember things either it's just like sometimes <laughs> things popped like in my head like i just remember that story about tim armstrong because yeah, of what I, you can't, said. I can't remember the, like, the chronology <laughs> of any of this right right but you you eventually go down to la you said you moved there with your girlfriend and you joined a band yeah so there was a band called um called blood boy that mm-hmm. my friend lexi it was my friend lexi's band and then i played guitar in that band and then micah was playing keyboard not yeah, that. that's when you guys met, and then you started courtship after that. Yes. Okay, and then so once courtship's going, you've just done that was kind of the thing, right? I mean, obviously your main focus that you you guys have been yeah successful and yeah. You've, and then so when do you, how, were you always writing songs on the side or like kind of how does this project that you yeah yeah like definitely. that that are just kind of away from the style that you're doing that you guys do with courtship? Yeah, I, I mean, I think just I think it's just sort of like. You know, Micah and I write write songs together, and it was just so fun and awesome. And then also, I have to like also just write some songs on my own. Okay, yeah. that just sort of like it's like a it's like it's a, it's like a different process. 
And then I think it sort of stacked up to the point where it just felt like, you know, I really want to, um, I really need to share this. And I was actually really scared to for a while. Oh, really? Why, why do you say that? Was it just because it was so different? No, I think it was the ego. I think it was about um, like the fear that no one would care or people would hate it. I actually think I was more afraid that no one would give a shit than that people would hate it. Oh, okay. Because uh, you had an EP out, right? You put an EP out? Yeah, before. but actually but before that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like before, before putting anything out, like ever, of, of my stuff. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, yeah. And then we'll give you the courage to end up doing it. I'm reading this Rick Rubin book right now. Have you read it yet? No, I've, I've, I have it in my audible thing. I'm listening listening to the audible. It's great. You should listen. Okay. I will. I I have it all. I have it queued, but I haven't started it. Okay, great. If if you, I mean, if, if if it's, uh, yeah, if, if you, and if you like it, keep listening. I think it's amazing. I'll listen to the whole thing. I I love that guy and his story. He's crazy. He's amazing. And um, in it, he says, uh, essentially, he basically just get, makes the distinction that like an artist's desire to share has to be to create and share. An artist's desire to create and share has to be greater than their fear to protect themselves. Interesting. Yeah, because so, it's like once you make it and no one hears it, then it it just sits right. It sits on your hard drive or it sits. Yeah. Wherever. Which by the way, I think was like a really, I think it's a huge lesson that I learned even with this the album I just made is like, I waited way too long to put it out. Like those songs are super old. Oh, they super are super old. Yeah, yeah. They're old. Most of them are really old. So I think I just sort of like, even now I'm like, I'm like, I'm disconnected from it in a certain way. I think it's sick. Like, I think the records, <laughs> I think it's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I, I appreciate it. No, I'm really proud of it. And I think it's, I think it's fun, but I think for me, it's kind of like, like next time I'll ne- I'll never wait that long again. Okay. Like I, the- that, like I don't think we should be I should be waiting more than six months. Like a song gets made, like it should come out because it gets stuck. It's got to just go. Do you feel the same way with courtship songs? Yeah, 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 for sure. I definitely like it what more when we just put stuff out rather than when we wait on it. Mm-hmm. For sure, because you just you get sick of it. Or yeah. you just, or you lose that like excitement about it. It like the the thing itself has like an energy and it wants to like just you know. Yeah, I mean, like even with your first the first EP that you put out in twenty twenty, was that something that you had released uh, like pre pandemic or those songs that you had and like I mean, how long? I mean, how old are the songs that you're talking about? Even on the album, let me look. I'm peeking. Um, okay, let's see. On the EP, um, there's a song on it called What If, which I, I had forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the first song you ever released. At least that's the first Spotify. song I put out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the song called The Fucked Up Things About Us. That was quick. That one okay. I like wrote, recorded, and put out quickly. Okay. And it's funny because that's the song that sort of like did the best. <laughs> so going back to your idea of just release it. Yeah, because I think that like I think that song like like whatever reason that song had like a certain energy to it. Like it mm-hmm. just sort of like, you know, by the way, it's not like it did that well, but it's like, you know, whatever. Like it was like it created some sort of momentum for, for it. Right. Um, anyway, yeah. So just like not not sitting on shit. Hard drive hard drive is a bad place for a song. Was that like you said these songs that had just came out on the album are old. Like were they older than the songs on that EP? Some of them are. Oh wow. 
Let's see. Let's so, look at it. Yeah. So the song with Murph, we wrote five or six years ago. Really? With you wrote it with him that time, or you got him to join like, after the fact? Uh, no, we wrote it together. Oh wow. Okay. So you've had a relationship with him for a while then. Yeah, because well, that's what's crazy is that we. That's how I end up actually like like later meeting him is this this publisher that I was we were talking to was like, do you want to write a song with this band called the Wombats? You're like, oh my god! I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah did you uh, try to play it cool? Were you like, eh, you no? Can, I told yeah. immediately. <laughs> You're like, yes, of course. I was like, dude, like, are you, you I'm a huge fan. That's awesome. And Wombat took us on our first tour, Courtship. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they were fans of you as well. It sounds like. I think we. I just begged them to have us open for them. <laughs> uh, well, so that was a fi- that song's from five years ago, and yeah. so how did you decide on the ones for for this record versus the EP? Um, well, I don't know. I think there's. I think just for whatever reason, those EP ones just happened then, and then. You know, it's like you've like there's like a collection of songs and they sort of just like come together and it ended up as the it wasn't like intentional really. Okay. It sort and of just ended, it sort of just ended up that way. And then why did why did you I mean are all the songs really old or are there a couple that are new? No, no, like, oh, let's not pull. old. Okay, no, not, okay. Not so so you're working on newer songs and you're like, oh, okay, I can pull some of these old ones out and we'll make an album. Yeah, totally, totally. Okay. Like I think this record was a bit of like an unlike like a like a what's the word like a it's like a clearing it's like a a lot of old songs i mean some of them one of them i wrote when i was 18 really which one was that called uh, i hate me i don't anymore but i did when i wrote this song <laughs> wow so 18 years old is when you wrote that yeah yeah but i always, and I always loved it so i so it's like but i just never like you know i never put it out like for whatever reason which i think we had a lot to do with fear right I mean, it had, all, it had all to do with fear. And once you finally start pulling some of these songs out, were they all, they must have not all been, that's not a recording from when you're 18. No. Or, yeah. Not, so, re- so you just had I re- the songs. I, re- I re-recorded that. Yeah. 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 So you, you must have, like when you went into the studio to record the album, was it like you had all the songs together and you're like, okay, some of these are old, but some of these are new and let's just kind of put it all together. Like when did yeah, you Yeah, kind of, sort of. I mean, a lot of the songs like came from, um, a lot of the songs I did like I did like pretty like in-depth demos of and sort of like like spent like a probably a year like figuring out like the, like what the sort of like production was going to be of it sort of cracking the code of what I felt like it was going to be um which I feel like I sort of figured out on a song I put out called Too Much um and then uh and then I worked with some, uh, this guy named Sam Pura who's an awesome producer and we um we finished everything um so t- but too much isn't on the album right it was just a, a I single day of- i think it should have been but whatever so that was you put that out and you kind of got a gr- like an idea of what you want to do for for an album at that point like okay, can you explain that again i'm sorry yeah no it's okay i think that i think that song was like it was like uh like through that song, I like realized what the like sonic zone was supposed to be for the record. Uh, okay. I got you. Yeah. And so when do you start then going in and working on the album? Um, when did I go? When did I work uh, with Sam? I think it was, um, my memory is so fucking bad. 
It's crazy. I can't remember years. <laughs> I think it was two years ago that we started it. Wow. Yeah, it was like April, two years ago. So you were working on this album like while working on courtship stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it hard to like separate the two? I mean, to like have your mindset on the, okay, I'm going to go in and work on this, the album for my solo stuff versus, okay, let's go in together and work on, on the courtship stuff. I think it'd be, it'd be hard to do both in the same day. But I think that, but no, I just think it's like just different, just a different, just a different sort of slightly kind of different process. But no, no, it's not hard to do the same. I don't think time. There's just like a time reality, you know? Right. Right. And like, instead of going into, yeah, doing the courtship thing, but then kind of re, I don't know, refocusing on something totally different. Right. right. But you yeah. usually don't do it that way. Yeah. No. Uh, you mean like, like, like do a go do court, like do a courtship record, then like pause then do something else. Then like come back. Yeah. yeah I mean, like come back, like, but kind of jump back and forth. I mean, perhaps that would have been the smarter way to do it. I don't know. It just didn't, <laughs> it didn't happen that way. But you don't feel like you might bleed influences over or, or is it pretty easy to kind of like draw a line? Oh, I don't think about it. Oh, you don't. Okay. No. I mean, cause also, I mean, I think Mike is such a great filter for that because you know, he, he knows what he likes. And I think that like, it it filters any sort of sim like too much of a similarity out okay right on and so yeah. when you put the like you find you know you, you're talking about courage to put the album out but after you what the ep and you had some songs out like now it's the the album this album comes out and it's like you, you've kind of given you have you kind of put to bay that uh, like fear of releasing music and all that stuff um i've definitely confronted it okay fronted it <laughs> i don't think it's about i don't think the fear is about releasing music anymore i think the fear now is about um the fear is about so actually hold on first to answer your question yeah i think i think there's a massive fear overcome right because the fear is that like i'm gonna make something then no one's gonna give a shit and by right. the way it's all just like you know it's by the way it's also all relative so which is so important about, I think what's been great about this album. Sorry, there's like a long wind, wind way of saying this is that it's, no, it's, I, this is perfect. It's really made me clarify like what my intention for like this project is. Okay. And my intention for this project is I have to make music and I have to make songs. And my job is to make them and put them in, into the world. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's it. Just, yeah, just write them and put them out. And then That's you, it. Yeah. you and kind like, of went over the hump of like, uh, like, uh, do people give a shit? I'm kind of worried. My about job that. isn't to have people give a shit. That's not what this is. That's not what this is. And if they do, that's awesome. That's fucking amazing. I mean, anyone who listens to this record is crazy. So, right. So like, but I think it's really good to look at, right? Cause I have, I have a lot of friends who fear this too. I like, and like, you know, we look at this record, like not a lot of people are listening to this record that is put out. I worked super hard on it. So I could choose to be like, you know, fuck this was a failure it's not even close to that it would only be a failure if i decided i need to get 10 million streams in, this for, in like the first week you know what i mean so i think it helped me get really clear about why i'm doing it and then once i'm clear about it the process is so much more joyful it takes so much of the suffering away and the and the and the, and the reason to do it is because you that's what you do you write songs and you release them. that's right yeah 
It's exactly that's right. awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's such a great perspective. For this, by the way, for this, and then you know, and then like I like I you know I'm, I'm mostly I mostly produce. We have courtship too, and like those are more like my job, which I love. I love my job, but 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 this project specifically is about is about I've become clear that it's about the music. It's about it's about doing it and putting it and sharing it. Yeah, I love that because it's you did what you wanted to do, and it, it, it's not a failure if you love the songs that you wrote and you love how they turned out, right? I mean, exactly, exactly. Maybe if you're like, oh, this. I shouldn't have released this because the mix sucks or I should have done this differently. Then you might be upset with yourself. But when it comes to like numbers and who, and who really gives. Well, some people might. I mean, I, 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 there's still something in me that does, obviously. I think there's something in every artist that does give a shit, but like, well, yeah, I guess but not letting it be the most important thing and not, and not letting it, um, not letting it stop the process. That's, that's, what's really vital. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you keep, if you put out a song, even if you're a young artist, right? If you put a song out and it does, you know, a hundred streams and then the next one does a thousand, like who knows what the next one, if you're building and building versus at one point just giving up, I mean, who knows what you would have done? Yeah. Exactly. And realizing that, like, it's not, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Maybe some kid will find this record in a year and will fucking like, you know, love it so much. It'll be their favorite record. That'd be insane. Right. Like that'd be so sick. If one kid, this was their favorite record. That'd be insane. That'd be so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll even see that with some songs now, especially with like TikTok. it'll, this song that wasn't like a real hit will come back. And it's like, you know, now it's re uh, creating careers for bands. Like, Oh, I released this song five years ago and now it's, doing a million streams a day for some odd so reason. Cool. Yeah, it's so cool. It's wild. It's wild. Are you going to tour the album? Um, one of my friends has to, has to take me out. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> what is, what, would you do? A, would you open up for courtship? <laughs> I don't know. Or that'd so. be too much. I think it's too much. I think it'd be too much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, that's awesome. You said you're also so, producing. Are you producing for other people? Mm-hmm. Yep. How how's that going? How do you like that? Awesome. Love. Yeah, I've been loving. Definitely been like my main my main focus over the last year. Are you working with any bands that you aside like from, aside from my project? Sure. And do people just approach you and and they want to, you know, how how do you decide on what bands you're going to work with? Um Yeah, it's happened really naturally. It's really it's really been it's been really amazing. Um there's been uh just a few different artists who have sort of showed up in my studio one way or another. And we've really clicked musically and um, it's definitely, it's definitely my, my calling for sure. Yeah. It's definitely the, it's definitely the, I sort of feel like it's like the, um, it's like the, con- it's like the combination of everything that I've ever worked on. And it's like, it's like, that's, that's what the job of being a producer is. It's like everything. Yeah. Cause you have to so- help songwrite, right. And, or- and you organize the songs and, you know, figure out what was, what's going to work. Yeah. And so much of it too, also is about like helping an artist, like really like see, realize their, their vision and what they want to say. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, like I've like, like I've been there. I know what that feels like. I know what the fear is that stands in the way of that. Yeah. So I kind think of, that. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I, no, you, you go ahead. I, I was going to say like you, you, you're kind of like paying it forward kind of like how Tim Pagnotta did with, uh, you know, totally. I think that's so awesome that you're doing that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Is there a band or somebody that you've worked with recently that you're like, these guys are going to be huge. Um, yes, there are. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a few. Uh, um, there's something that's coming out really soon. Is this kid? I'm 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 doing his record. Called, uh, his name is Ryan Woods, and he's fucking incredible. So talented. So fucking talented. Uh, Exciting. Uh, and um, what else can I tell you about? Uh, there's a girl I just produced a song for her. Um, Jules is dead. It just came out. Oh, she, cool! That's her, her artist name. Jules is dead. Yeah, she's great. Very cool. Check Very nice. Oh, really? Awesome. I'll have to check that uh, out as well. And there's a bunch of other stuff coming out soonish. Um, but yeah. What about courtship stuff? Are you working on music with that? Well, we're, we've we've been on a little break. I I I've I've just had the sense that we're gonna we're gonna get get pulled back into the studio sometime soon. Ah, okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Eli, for you know, kind of following up and hanging out with me again. This has been awesome. Yeah, bro. So good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been awesome. I again, dude, I love the record. I think the album's awesome. I love what you're doing. I grew up on pop punk and you know that style. And it's like I love to hear kind of fresh versions of some of that, oh, or that, that genre. It's awesome. Oh, I really appreciate it, dog. Thank you so much. Oh, thank dude. Yeah, it's awesome. I love what you're doing. Um, I have one more question. I asked it to you last time, but I'm going to ask it again. If you have any advice for aspiring artists. Oh yeah. I think if you want to, if you're an aspiring or aspiring artist, so we're not talking about, we're not talking about like having a, a, a career, mm -hmm. right? We're just talking about being an artist. Yeah. Artist, musician, whatever it might be. Yeah. Then, then realize that your, your duty is to make art and it has nothing to do with your feelings. Like, obviously your feelings will go into the art and the expression you have, but whether or not you should do it or whether or not other people think you should do it or whether or not, like it's literally irrelevant. The universe has told you your job, which is to make art. And this is exactly what I'm saying to myself. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm like, I'm like telling myself this. It's like, we don't know how what we do affects people. So, and it's not, and it's actually not really our business. So you just got to do what you do. And, and, and then the career aspect of it, it's like it's a different thing, but I feel like that's like a different question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's a different mindset. If you're trying to, if you've maybe established something and you want to know how to further it on it's 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 additional and it's and it's a it's a deeper and there's a, a whole other layers to it but everything comes from that place of the question you asked is about being an artist uh -huh. and if you're supposed to be an artist and you're supposed to be an artist is there any i'm gonna ask a follow-up question now because i'm curious is there anything that that uh you learned along the way that you you like was there, I guess the Tim Pagnotta moment would have been one of them, like, um, that you wish you would have known earlier that you have learned since then. Yeah. Like so much. Okay. No, I, don't I don't wish that I would have known. Cause like, cause like I'm, I, I, I see that I've learned everything I needed to learn when I'm needed to learn it. Right. But, but like, so, like things that I've learned, um, oh my God. 
whatever I was ever afraid of was not really scary. 